Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live at 9 a.m. Central Time from Houston, Texas. This radio show is free all the time to my listeners. I have an archived audio library of spiritual and metaphysical teachings here available free at any time of the day or night to everyone on earth with access to a computer. These shows are educational and most of the time I'll be interviewing others who will be telling about what they know, the books they've written or the spiritual work that they do. And sometimes I'll be the one doing the teaching, so please join us anytime, either live or later in the archives. I have a free email newsletter to sign up for that or just to read what's on my website. Go to hotpinklotus.com. Also, I've published two books so far, Edina, Energy Medicine from the Stars, available on Kindle, and Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives, available on Amazon and Kindle. The second book, Akashic Records, is about Akashic Records readings that I've done for other people and the effects of these readings on their lives. I'm still doing Akashic Records readings, so if you're interested, contact me. The call-in number for this show, if you want to make a comment or ask a question on the air, is 347-945-5309. Well, I need to redo that introduction because I've written a third book and it's available on Amazon and Kindle as well. It's called Sacred Journeys and Vision Quests. Um, And that and the Adina book are are in the process of being ready to be put into paperback form. They're on Kindle now. And if you ever want a PDF of those, um, you can always contact me and that's on the show page. It's Lois at hotpinklotus.com. This morning I want to talk about Adina and read you a bit from uh, the book on Adina. Um, Interest is growing in this book. It's been available on Kindle for about a year, but suddenly there's this explosion of interest in Adina. And um, so I wanted to uh, read you a bit from it, and I'm going to check back um, on the radio uh, studio line on the and, and check and see if people are, um, you know, calling in with questions. Uh, but I can't see both those at the same time, unfortunately. So I will check periodically. And you know, I stopped opening the chat because it winds up being something that's not in service to to the purpose of what I'm doing. It winds up being people talking about other subjects in the middle of the radio show, which is kind of distracting. Because then I lose the ones that are legitimate questions about what we're actually saying, so I'm not opening the chat. This is mainly I'm creating an audio library here that people can call in live and ask questions, and I like it when people do that. Okay, this is the introduction to the book, Adina, Energy Medicine from the Stars. As of this writing, early 2012, there's much talk about when and if extraterrestrials will make themselves known to humanity. This is expected to happen soon, and notions about what that will look like abound. Some posit that spaceships will land on the White House lawn. 
this does not take into account many things, including the fact that many highly advanced beings do not need machines to travel through space-time, though some do. I'm here to tell you about how a few of these beings, which do not need machines, are already showing up in our world and have been so doing for a very long time. This is not occurring in the manner that most people imagine this could or would happen. As we expand and increase our frequency of vibration, we will begin to more easily and more often perceive the expanded realms in which these advanced beings exist. Beings from Sirius B have been appearing to me for a very long time, and I've been working with them in the healing setting. They have appeared to others as well, including but not limited to my students. These beings are blue in color. Perhaps you've seen them as well. They have come to teach a form of energy medicine. They come to me for this purpose, to teach a form of energy medicine for ascension. They first came to work with me for a couple of years in about 1998, left for a few years telling me they would be back later, and then returned five years later telling me to take dictation for a new form of energy medicine. That's what this book is about. As I begin this project, I do wonder if I can remember it all. Of course, I now realize I should have been keeping a journal the whole time. I kept having that thought but did not follow through. Or when I did keep a journal, it was about personal items of interest only to me, not metaphysical or spiritual occurrences in my life that were a lot more interesting, rare, and special than the personal encounters after my divorce. By now, I know that when I'm having these thoughts pop into my head, like, you should really be keeping a journal. It's not me thinking it, but someone else saying it someone I cannot yet see, at least not with my eyes open. I realize that most people have not come to this conclusion, but I'm aware that there are very few original thoughts. Instead, there are guides or angels or extra-dimensional beings of different kinds or even our own higher self around us all the time saying things to us. We just tell ourselves these are our thoughts. Often these beings are giving us extraordinary ideas. We just tell ourselves these are our thoughts. Over, over Excuse me. Often these beings are giving us extraordinary ideas, and this isn't new either. It has always been the case. One of the greatest inventors of the 20th century, Nikola Tesla, was aware of this phenomenon. He told a few people that his inventions and ideas came from beings from Sirius. S-I-R-I-U-S. The star system. I only quite recently learned that this about Tesla years after I began taking dictation from them and working with them in the healing setting. Imagine my shock. <clears throat> years ago, when these particular beings from Sirius came to me and began talking to me, I thought I was the only person in the world to whom anything like this had ever happened. They were not identifying themselves as angels or anything biblical like that, but as star beings from Sirius B. That was so outlandish to me that initially I seriously thought it most likely most likely was just my imagination. It wasn't until they began to tell me things I absolutely did not and could not already know about. And in sending confirmation to me out in the world from some other source that I began to realize they were real. I could not see them with my eyes open, you see. I could hear them. I could sense them. Actually, they tell me that um, the reason I cannot see them at this time is that they exist in a different frequency. We call that a dimension. They say the better word is density. They try to explain all this to me, but we don't have the proper words in our world yet. 
The sense of all this I get is that their molecules vibrate faster than ours, and this is what sends them into a different frequency or density. They keep giving me the metaphoric image of lightweight things floating upward in water. Denser things are down at the bottom. As they or we become lighter, as the molecules vibrate ever faster, we float upward a bit higher. When they have become light enough, whatever it is that's vibrating, including us, they float up out of the water and up into the air, which is a very different density than the water. If they want to get down to the bottom of the water so we dense ones can see them, they have to become dense again, and it's quite unpleasant to them. They do not mean to be rude, but this is just the truth. It is out of extreme love that a star being would do such a thing for us, even temporarily. They said that this density explanation is not complete, but it's the best they can do, given our scientific knowledge at this point in time. I'm getting over the flu, so... I might have to clear my throat and cough occasionally. Okay, these beings are completely made of light, but they used to be dense at the bottom of the ocean like us once upon a time. They give us assurances that if we keep on evolving spiritually, we will be made of light someday too. They are here to midwife that process. This is why they came to me when they did. It's this process of turning ourselves into light, which is called ascension. They came to bring in a method of healing and balancing and releasing detritus, which makes it easier for us to ascend. These highly evolved beings want to help us. They have asked me to tell people about it and teach them how to do it. I often wished aloud they would find someone else to do it, but they did not. So here I am doing as they have asked. As I have explained on my Adena website starting several years ago, there are definite symptoms of ascension. These symptoms can make a person feel really awful at times. That's why these beings came to help us, so it would not be so difficult or painful. They have been through this before, and they know what it is like. When we resist the ascension process and when we cannot find a way to get rid of our gunk, detritus, dark energy, and be rebalanced, <clears throat> we can feel truly horrible. I'm going to tell you the story now of how they initially came to me and worked with me in the healing room and taught me. I will tell you how I began to share this with others and teach others how to work with these star beings. And then I'm going to tell you how you can work with them too. And that completes the introduction of the book. I'm going to scroll down to um, the background. Okay, background. Those brave enough to incarnate at this time are witnessing an unprecedented, miraculous time on Earth. When we made the decision to come here, the outcome was not at all clear. All of us knew we were taking a great risk being born during this period, but the potential for spiritual rewards and joy were so great that we all stood in line to be here at this time. As our souls had hoped, we were expanding into much greater versions of ourselves. Because of this, we are beginning to be aware of many things which have always coexisted with us, but which we were unable to perceive while in physical form. An example of this are the light beings which are always present, such as angels and other extra-dimensional beings. As we ascend and expand our perceptions, we are more easily making contact with these kinds of life forms. <clears throat> 
or finally becoming aware of them. Sometimes this happens with our eyes open, other times with our eyes closed. Many of us receive telepathic communication from them if we allow ourselves to do so. Most of them are here because they desire to help us as we are being birthed into expanded and more conscious versions of ourselves. The problem with receiving this kind of help is that the vast majority of us have been told since we were small that our psychic perception was just imagination. So even when these beings successfully make themselves heard or seen in our mind's eye, we ignore them or brush them off as not real, as imaginary. We do this as if our imagination were not the supremely fine and exquisitely beautiful trait that it is. I can say unequivocally that our imagination is almost is the exact same thing as our psychic perception. If you are one of the fortunate ones who can close his or her eyes and see visual images in your mind's eye or a movie playing in your head, you are clairvoyant. If you hear beings speaking to you inside your head, you are clairaudient. If you have a felt sense of things unknowable, yet you know them, you are clairsentient. Belief that this makes you a crazy person is mistaken. Now, of course, there are those who are alarmed at the concept of hearing voices. The only time to be worried about hearing voices is if the voices are saying bad things about you or someone else, or if they're telling you to harm yourself or others. This is when medical attention is warranted. This information comes from the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. I'm sorry, it's American Psychological Association. This is the reference manual psychologists and psychiatrists use to diagnose mental illness. The book does not, however, refer to other voices when diagnosing schizophrenia. By other voices, I mean those not saying bad things, those who speak to mystics, psychics, intuitives, and mediums. Spirit guides and angels, for example, do not say negative or scary things. If we're smart, though, we usually do not tell just anyone about seeing or hearing or otherwise sensing those things that are not there. If your family does not have an admitted or known history of psychics, meetings, or mediums, or mystics, you may have had these abilities all along and not had any guidance about about this subject at all. The people in need of medical help are those who not only hear voices saying bad things, but who additionally often expect everyone else to see and hear things not part of ordinary reality. Adults should be able to distinguish between ordinary reality and that which others cannot normally perceive. Yet as we continue to expand, greater numbers of humanity will be seeing things and in their heads and hearing voices, feeling touches with no discernible source, smelling things and having odd tastes in the mouth, which are psychic in nature. Of course, eventually, one day, everyone will have these abilities. So our definition of reality will be rapidly evolving. My own family did not have a known or admitted history of psychics or mediums, and it is some kind of miracle that I've allowed myself as an adult to turn my abilities back on. Uh, as I suspect Bertie Leona Moore, my Irish immigrant great-grandmother who died of swine flu in 1918 at the age of 37, was probably the one who carried the genes. I know my mother is incredibly psychic, and that was her grandmother. But my mother will not admit it. She knows things she has no other way to know, however. Many people of her generation have thought they were insane if they had psychic abilities. 
And sadly, this is what has happened to many of the gifted psychic intuitive people in Western civilization. Many are medicated or hospitalized in the hopes of making them normal again. This is a tremendous loss to us as a race of beings for these people's insights are essential to having a well-rounded civilization. I, too, saw and heard things that were not there very well as a child, but this upset the adults, especially my mother. In fact, it upset her to the point that I just totally shut myself down, at least as much as I could. For that reason, I have an ongoing habit of ignoring a lot of what I perceive intuitively as a result of that early coping mechanism. Over a period of more than 25 years of seriously pursuing enlightenment and meditating for over 35 years, I've at at last reached a place where I allow most of that kind of communication to come through. It is through just such communication with extra-dimensional beings from Sirius B called the Ankanash that Adina Energy Medicine came to Earth via a very reluctant me. So at this point, the reader is probably wondering, what is Adina? I will tell you, Adina is an acronym. That's why we write it in all caps. It stands for Energy Dynamics for the Integration of Natural Attributes. I'm going to say that again. E-D-I-N-A stands for Energy Dynamics for the Integration of Natural Attributes. This is a form of energy medicine which works directly upon the human light body with each of us, which each of us possesses. We each have an energetic duplicate of our physical body right down on the smallest organelle in each cell, and it is called the light body. Among the several natural attributes which need integrating in the modern human are our expanded sensory abilities, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and so on, but there's more. Our auric fields are expanding, and our relationship to the magnetic grid of the earth is changing. For this reason, we can develop through no fault of our own, cracks and fissures in our auras affecting our light bodies. These need to be healed or repaired, and Adina does this, among other things. It can and does also heal us spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. (coughs) And what is meant by energy medicine? The term energy medicine also includes such healing modalities as Reiki, Touch for Health, Quantum Healing, Psych-K, Body Talk System, Quantum Touch, Theta Healing, and Matrix Energetics, to name a few. With energy medicine, a natural healing response is triggered by the manipulation of subtle energy. But Adena is different than the others because it directly works on the human light body first. Healing by working on the light body is nothing new. Actually, it's ancient. Shamanic practitioners all over the planet have used similar light body healing techniques eons ago, though these methods have been largely, not completely, but largely lost over the ages. Changes to the light body will affect the physical, emotional, and spiritual levels of the individual. While most of us cannot see the light body, we definitely can feel it. When we practice Adena almost Everyone can feel the light as it is introduced into various parts of the body. Adena helps with the ascension process to make the process more efficient and more comfortable. This technique also gradually reconnects the 12-strand DNA due to the efforts of the Ankanash in the expanded realms. A fully functioning 12-strand DNA is our birthright as light beings on the earth. 
And perhaps you're wondering what a light body is. Some call the light body the energy body. It's the energetic duplicate right down to the cellular level of our physical body. This is what leaves when we die. It has mass. If an adult person on a hospital is on a hospital scale when they die, it's reported that they lose between 8 and 13 ounces at the moment of death. This clearly indicates that the soul has mass. A light also leaves the human body at the moment of death. I personally saw this phenomenon of light leaving three distinct times. Excuse me. While giving stranger CPR in an airport in 1990, the light left his body and returned and left again three times as I gave CPR to him. He had collapsed in the airport. I could clearly see the skin glow and the eyes sparkle when he was in his body. Each time he left the body, it looked flat and vacant, like an object, not a person. The eyes were dull and flat. When he returned, his skin glowed immediately, and his eyes sparkled again until he left the body again. Clear evidence of the light body also comes to us in the form of Kirlian photography, where the light body makes an imprint on film. Light can be photographed coming out of the hands of healers. If you use that photographic technique to look at a leaf, you'll see a glowing version of the leaf. Then if you tear off a piece of the leaf and you photograph it again, you will still see the light coming from the entire leaf. Why? It's because the leaf's light body remains whole. And if a person has an arm or leg amputated, we know that they will have sensations in the missing limb. It may ache or itch, for example. This is called phantom limb syndrome. The person is actually feeling these sensations in the light body of the missing arm or leg because they still have an entire and complete light body. So this means the light body can feel things. Okay, I'm going to scroll down to a further down place and read to you from Chapter 2. The first appearance of the Ankanash. I must have been in a light trance state when I first saw the five of them standing in my treatment rooms. Normally, I do go into a trance fairly quickly while working on anyone. As I recall, I was doing a Reiki massage treatment at the time, and I do not know who it was I was working on. I wish I could recall. I've heard it said that often the most important days of our lives seem ordinary at the time, and we do not even realize until later that this particular day was significant. The day that these extra-dimensional beings first appeared was just that kind of day. I casually noticed one day that five beings, looking very different than the usual spirits who always join me in the healing room, showed up, seemingly from out of nowhere. At first, I just watched them out of the corner of my eye, metaphorically speaking. I'd never heard of tall, extra-dimensional beings before, although I now know that they also have appeared to others in the healing setting but I certainly did not have the slightest inkling of a clue about anything like that at the time. It's also impossible to pinpoint exactly even the year that it was I first saw them. I do clearly remember my first impression of them, what I thought they looked like. I was accustomed to light beings who were golden in color and of the same size and shape as humans. These new ones were tall, blue-gray light beings, and I do mean tall, appearing, appearing as beams of light not shaped like people at all. They extended far out above the roof of the house I was working in at the time. And I think this was approximately 1998. 
To give a bit of background, in March of the prior year, I had opened a small metaphysical shop and bookstore in Houston called Hot Pink Lotus, Gifts of Higher Consciousness for Body, Mind, and Spirit. In a small room in the back of the shop, I had set up my treatment room and massage table. And in those days, I was doing an Esalen style of Swedish massage coupled with Reiki. When these tall blue people showed up, I had been doing massages for nine years and Reiki for about 12 years. Most importantly, though, I had been meditating in one form or another since 1975, which was probably hmm, another, another 15 years earlier. Regular daily meditation changes everything in a person, especially the brainwave pattern. This then affects the energy that comes out of the hands. A calmer energy is emitted from the small chakras in the palms of the hands in a regular meditator than the energy coming from a non-meditator's hands. Because of that, a person will also become more profoundly peaceful or relaxed when they are touched by someone who is a long-time meditator. The brainwave frequency is affected by the state of mind. The state of mind and the consciousness are affected by meditation. The touch principle involved is similar to that of the galvanic skin response. This skin response is what's measured in an attempt to determine truth or falsehood via the lie detector test. So the vibrational frequency coming from the hands of the healer or therapist is a very real and measurable thing. I'm going to skip down a little bit farther. By the time the tall blue beings came to me, I was primarily seeing massage Reiki clients, massage and or Reiki. I had shamanic training from the Foundation for Shamanic Studies, so there were also soul retrievals or power animal retrieval sessions. And I was also doing past life readings as taught to me by the Archangel Gabriel in the mid-1980s. But most of my clients were simply Swedish massage clients or there for craniosacral or myofascial release. And this is in the early 1990s. Okay, I'm going to skip down a little bit further. So getting back to the light beings in my treatment room, the first light beings I'd been exposed to were shaped like humans and about the same size, but they were translucent. My conscious mind did not readily accept the notion of strange and mystical things occurring at the tips of anyone's fingers or in the air around them, even when the evidence clearly pointed to that. And I chalk it up to that early conditioning. Logically, I knew that many people believed that Reiki worked, and I was aware from experience that it could be felt, even if one did not know what it was. Yet, oddly, I did not think for a moment that anything special was going on in my massage room. And that's okay. Humility is a good thing. Okay, I'm going to go down to Chapter 3. <clears throat> I was fortunate, and the title of that one is Something Strange in the Room. I was fortunate to have had a massage instructor who at one point mentioned that someday we would experience the zen of massage. After that began to happen to me, I was sure she was talking about those trance states which made something as supremely boring as massage bearable day after day. As an educated intellectual, I did not know in the beginning how anyone could do this kind of work for very long, but my guidance told me to go to massage school, so I did. Then, after I began going into trance states daily, I got into the groove and enjoyed it. This daily trance made it easier to relax and allow for the possibility of light beings in the room. After a few weeks of the blue ones showing up, I wondered silently to myself who or what this was. I heard immediately an answer, we are the blah, blah, blah. What did they say over my head? So they repeated their answer telepathically. Whatever I wondered, they answered. 
I had to listen closely and ask them to repeat it quite a few times until I understood their name. It was a very odd-sounding odd and unfamiliar word. I also realized now that it was a completely new language to me, so I had no point of reference. Each time they said their name, I was sure I would remember it, but I did not. Like with a dream, we think that after uh, we come out of a trance, we'll remember what happened or what was said, but we don't. After asking them to repeat their name casually over several days, it finally occurred to me to place a piece of paper and pencil on the table where I stored my massage tools before I began to work on my first client that day. The work table was in reach of my massage table, so I decided the next time they appeared, I would stop and write their name down. They did not appear with each client, only certain ones. So I did send a text there. In mid-massage, with one hand still on my client's back, I reached over with the other hand and wrote down the name, the Ankanash. And that's where we're going to stop today, because our 30 minutes are almost up. If you would like to learn more, please go to the Adena Healing Temple website, and that link is on the show page. Um, you can also go to uh, Amazon. They're in, in Kindle, it's $3.99, pretty good deal. And um, that concludes today's show. Play a little music as we exit. Karnesh for the joy of all. Thanks for being here. 